need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. Welcome to Nature Back podcast, where we speak with uh, investors and entrepreneurs about the green future. My name is Tarmo Virki, and today my guest is Antti Vihavainen from Puro Earth, uh, old friend who I first time uh, interviewed probably about 20 years ago when he was working at a security software company. Welcome, Antti. Thank you, Tarmo. It's uh, definitely a pleasure to be here. Uh, t- tell us in a few words, what is Puro Earth doing? We are a carbon removal standard. Um, so you might uh, think um, that um, similar companies or similar organizations in the um, um, position in the value chain are uh, uh, people like or companies like uh, Vera and uh, Gold Standard. Uh, however, uh, we don't directly compete with them uh, because of the uh, very strict focus uh, to uh, engineered or durable carbon removal. Um, engineered may be a little bit uh, distracting uh, word. Um, and uh, basically, uh, if you categorize uh, different kinds of carbon removal processes to three rough categories, uh, you know, some of them being nature-based and some of them being engineered, uh, in the middle, there's the hybrid uh, solutions. And uh, we do um, anything uh, that is uh, that can guarantee uh, at least 100 uh, years of uh, uh, sequestration permanence. The uh, it's a lot to do with the uh, development of technology, right? Indeed, um, we uh, of course um, there's a lot of innovation taking place uh, in this uh, scene right now, and that makes it really really interesting. Uh, our um, approach has been to make uh, so-called uh, meta-level methodologies. Uh, which are rather broad, but very strict. Um, and that means that uh, we are um, able to allow, uh, you know, innovators to come with uh, different kinds of approaches um, and uh, basically make a claim that uh, they would fit into some of our methodologies already. And uh, surprisingly often that uh, is is indeed true. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's the kind of backstory of uh, Puro Earth? How was the company born? What was the uh, mission you started up on? Well, uh, as you mentioned, my background is in security and uh, uh, telecommunications uh, in particular. And uh, there, there is a, um, <clears throat> you know, two uh, distinct uh, groups of companies. Ones that make the technology and others that uh, run a service based on the technology. 
So the you know the Ericsons and the Nokia's of the world make the technology, and operators uh, make it digestible for uh, for consumers. I thought that um, the carbon removal space would also need uh, a commercialization layer. I didn't know what that might be, but I asked the question from the right people at the right time, and uh, we started working on the concept that would uh, end up uh, becoming what we believe was the uh, world's first uh, carbon removal marketplace. Uh, however, in order to set up the marketplace, um, we had to create the full uh, infrastructure uh, to be able to run the standard, which meant that we had to have a registry to keep track of uh, you know, who owns what. We had to have an issuance body uh, or issuing body uh, with certain rules that govern uh, its activities. We had to create the uh, um, the um, methodologies based on which uh, the issuances can happen. We had to have the um, verification infrastructure, uh, basically have a network of uh, third-party auditors who would uh, go out and, and do the uh, verification. Uh, of course, uh, the methodologies uh, don't emerge from uh, from uh, from nothing. So we had to uh, create um, an advisory board uh, with very distinguished uh, people who uh, help us uh, curate and uh, create these uh, uh, top-notch uh, sort of innovative uh, methodologies. And then, of course, below that, uh, all the uh, business uh, operations. Now, however, um, once uh, we had established that there is demand for um, you know, credits uh, that are called corks or CO2 removal certificates, we uh, you know, wanted to work with other marketplaces and... Uh, Thus, uh, it was possible for us to step away from that uh, position. So now uh, we are just uh, a standard, no longer a marketplace. The uh, How much there is, uh, I mean, you guys have been around for quite a while and the carbon credit... Half a decade. Yeah, exactly. The, and carbon removal is not that, uh, you know, old industry in a way. The... Uh, how does the uh, kind of how have you seen the kind of the industry develop around you? It's it's really uh, of course uh, fun to see that um, uh, when we started we had to always start from uh, you know what is carbon removal why is it necessary and uh, you know the CO two concentration is the thing that matters and you know we can't reduce the CO two concentration unless we start uh, you know uh, the drawdown. Um, then, you know, a little bit later, we had to start, you know, explain what is Puro and what is Puro's role in this. Uh, and then uh, now uh, we are in a situation that uh, um, our frontline people, uh, me included, don't really have to use uh, slides uh, to explain um, any of this, uh, because uh, within our bubble, we are fairly well known. And uh, also uh, people that we talk to already know about carbon removal and, and uh, the value chain in general. So a lot of knowledge has has uh, been uh, sort of uh, an understanding of uh, the necessary activities um, has um, increased uh, in this space. The, uh, you mentioned the kind of maybe similar bodies like Vera and the gold standard. And uh, how much this... Uh... I say probably over the last year we've seen quite a lot of uh, media reports and the uh, and the scientist reports uh, claiming that uh, a lot of the uh, carbon credit stuff is basically 
how would I say politely, you know, pardon my French, but bullshit. Hmm. Uh, how much has this impacted this industry in general? Well, uh, it was the reason why we set up Puro in the first place in back in 2018. Uh, we realized that, uh, you know, the some of the uh, underlying principles and the logic uh, with the existing standards uh, are, you know, um, difficult um, to make uh, sort of solid enough. The whole concept of um, counterfactual baseline uh, is subject to, you know, uh, <clears throat> let's say manipulation. Um, and uh, we wanted to create a system uh, that would uh, be based on uh, actual, you know, physical, uh, quantifiable uh, removal of CO2 from the atmosphere. Now, um, we succeeded uh, uh, in that, uh, one can claim, because um, the um, weighted average price of the uh, corks uh, has been uh, between 50 and 100 times higher uh, than an average uh, carbon credit. So um, the actual price paid by the uh, the buyer. So clearly um, there has been some uh, sort of demand for uh, for uh, credit uh, like this. Now uh, the recent uh, media publicity uh, has uh, indeed had a uh, twofold effect. Um, one, uh, we've seen companies get scared and, you know, taken a few steps back and say, okay, I don't want to have anything to do with anything related to carbon credits. You know, I'll, I'll wait before, you know, the, you know, the dust settles. Mm -hmm. However, we've also seen uh, companies uh, that are sort of making a difference between different kinds of uh, carbon credits. And, and, of course, we'd like to use the word uh, carbon removal credit instead of a just an offset. Uh, so we've seen um, sort of new interest uh, flowing into uh, this uh, area because of uh, this uh, bad publicity. So some companies have reached out to us and say, okay, we need a safe haven. We need to figure out how to, uh, you know, support something that is important, uh, remove our uh, unavoidable emissions, and uh, at the same time, uh, you know, shield ourselves from from green shaming or whatever you want to call it. Uh, going back to that kind of beginning of the process, uh, what's the typical project you guys are working with? What kind of uh, I don't know stuff, plantations or the technologies or what's the typical Puro project? Well. Um... If we look at the statistics uh, of the 600 projects uh, that we have in the supplier funnel uh, right now, uh, quite a few of them are related to biochar. Uh, so I would say at the moment, approximately half of them uh, are biochar producers. Biochar is basically a, a biomass-based uh, uh, substance uh, that has gone through a process called pyrolysis which is um, basically combustion without oxygen, which means that uh, char occurs. Uh, and uh, depending on multiple factors, uh, this char can be very durable. Uh, it's a bit like diamond, you know, which is also a stable form of carbon. If you put it to, to, to soil, it doesn't decompose. Uh, 
so it is an exothermic reaction, so which means that uh, uh, you can take biomass, waste biomass, uh, put it into pyrolysis uh, process, get um, energy, and get uh, also uh, the, the biochar, and then you are able to produce uh, negative emissions, which is, <clears throat> you know, that can be issued as, as quarks. So that's, that's definitely, uh, in terms of uh, number of projects, uh, the biggest one. However, now um, we are seeing um, new types of projects. Of course, uh, direct air capture is uh, easiest to understand and describe, also very energy intensive and therefore quite expensive uh, uh, way of doing carbon removal. Uh, bioenergy with carbon capture and storage, again, a process where uh, the first part of the, uh, the actual carbon capture happens when the plant uh, is growing, be it a tree or, or uh, you know, sugarcane or something else. Uh, when that grows, it captures CO2. And when that is uh, then uh, burnt uh, in a uh, facility, um, and then that CO2 is captured um, and uh, injected uh, to a geological uh, cavity, that counts as a negative emission. Then there's uh, enhanced rock weathering, uh, which is another great uh, way of uh, doing uh, carbon removal. Um, there's a bunch of those projects. Uh, and uh, yeah, um, you know, terrestrial storage of biomass, uh, carbonate materials, all kinds of uh, stuff uh, but, uh, floating but, around. You know, quite a variety. I think the yeah. uh, probably planting a tree is uh, the you know least cost effect effect kind of least costly of them probably i don't know but uh, from the other side uh, building a new technology to to kind of technically suck the carbon out of the air uh, co2 sounds like the um, probably still very very expensive technology right yeah that's right mm. but therefore um i would say that uh, there are these other processes for example you know if you produce uh, biofuels um that process typically emits um, CO2, almost pure CO2. Now, it would be, you know, that, that's a biogenic CO2 uh, from a production that displaces fossil fuels, which is great to begin with. And then, you know, if you capture that CO2 and, and transport it and, and um, uh, inject it underground, that's a very low-hanging fruit. Uh, that should be done uh, no matter what. So, and, and of course, uh, you know, highly permanent and uh, a lot less cost, uh, costly than direct air capture. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you look at the kind of the 
wide variety of different technologies uh, which are emerging or some of them are, which are out there already. What, what do you see are the most promising to have a you know, massive impact on the planet? Well, that, that is a challenging question. And one that takes me back to the origin uh, of, the, uh, of Pura. Uh, we asked ourselves, me and the co-founder, uh, Marianne, uh, we asked ourselves, uh, which is the, the winning horse? Which horse should we bet on? Um, and uh, we looked at, we had approximately 20 different uh, carbon removal process candidates, and we eliminated um, most of them one by one based on the uh, principles that we created along the way. And we ended up initially with three. Now we've you know, get gotten rid of one of them uh, because of uh, the uh, lack of uh, permanence um, and added uh, a few more. Um, and now we are in a situation uh, where, you know, it, it's really a multi-methodology uh, standard. And, uh, you know, now we realize that we've arranged the horse race. So we didn't have to pick uh, the, uh, the winner. Uh, now, uh, what we've done is harmonized the climate impact across different kinds of uh, uh, processes. And uh, what we believe is that, that uh, the one that uh, provides the best bang for the buck without, you know, sacrificing uh, sort of uh, environmental or social uh, safeguards um, is the one that uh, should, uh, should prevail. Unfortunately, we are uh, still um, in a situation in the market where um, buyers are looking at uh, these different kinds of projects um, and uh, different, um, uh, you know, processes uh, through uh, their own uh, sort of subjective lenses. Uh, they may choose, uh, they may prefer a process that is located in their country. They may prefer uh, a process that is uh, somehow related to their own value chain, or they may prefer, um, you know, because they, their CEO just happens to like, I don't know, uh, ocean or, you know, I don't know, some, some other uh, technology. Ice, Iceland or whatever. Yeah, exactly. That's right. Mm. That's a, it's an interesting field, and I really liked your comparison about you know from the picking the right uh, horse to the becoming actually the horse race organizer with the same logic that uh, you know going to the going to the casino the one who always wins is the casino right so the the, the kind of the same logic that you could pick the number or the color or the card or whatever but eventually it's about being the bank in the industry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, although of course we are. Not a bank. However, we do recognize the need for that's that's actually a sort of a nice segue into something that we we also do. Uh, you know, among those six hundred uh, projects that are in our supplier funnel, there are ones that come in fully funded. You know, with everything ready, and they just you know uh, fly past uh, through the uh, the queue and get to the front line and and are are getting uh, you know certified uh, in a matter of months uh, then there are ones that have a great idea they have great access to feedstock they may have uh, some other sort of unique technology but no funding um, so we do actively um, sort of uh, do some sort of matchmaking uh, with uh, people who we know uh, have competence um, or money um, uh, that they want to invest in this area. 
Absolutely. That's cool. The, uh, what do you think about the, the kind of this um, technological belief we have in some countries and in some, I don't know, parties or the, or the companies that uh, we don't really need to worry too much about emissions because the technology will solve it all eventually? <laughs> well, um you know back in uh, in the 90s i uh, one of the uh, books that i read in the university was called innumerate uh, and that was a, a nice uh, um, sort of introduction to you know how people's minds work uh, with uh, you know large and small numbers uh, it's damn difficult uh, for us to understand what it means to uh, you know multiply a figure with 1000 uh, or you know a million or a billion um so <clears throat> Um, being able to transport one kiloton uh, of uh, negative emissions uh, you know, can happen uh, fairly easily. Um, but uh, if you try to do the same for a megaton, you need a lot of uh, um, a lot of uh, activity. Um, so um, um, the idea that uh, that it doesn't make a difference. Uh, whether you need to remove um, five gigatons a year or 50 gigatons a year is completely absurd. We are never going to get to uh, net zero, um, or at least not during this century, unless we do radical uh, emission reduction as well. So that is the first and foremost priority. Um, and uh, all of our, all the buyers uh, who are using corks uh, today uh, have started and are um, quite advanced in their journey to reduce their emissions uh, because it's so darn expensive. You know, uh, you know, uh, there is no CFO in the world who would say that okay, doesn't doesn't matter. We just pay two hundred uh, or one or two hundred dollars uh, per ton that we uh, continue to emit. No, every single one of them will say that hurts so much uh, that we do everything we can. To reduce our emissions first, and then you know, let's look how much uh, we still need to neutralize after that. Absolutely. Uh, looking forward uh, from the kind of pura perspective, what are the next milestones you guys are looking forward? Um, <clears throat> well, there are multiple, of course, um, that um, are or can be significant. Um, the policy front um, is uh, more increasingly active. Uh, as we know, um, EU is uh, planning on um, creating basically the um, carbon removal certification framework. And, and of course, we are involved in that. Uh, we know that um, ICBCM on the voluntary side is um, active with their CCP or the core, car core carbon principles. And uh, CFTC, for example, uh, the <clears throat> American Commodities uh, Futures Trading Commission uh, is uh, working on, on their sort of uh, regulation and so forth. A lot's happening over there. And, and uh, we really uh, wanted that to happen for a long time. You know, somebody with authority uh, should define what qualifies as high quality carbon removal. And we are now on that journey. So that, that's pretty good. Uh, the only thing is that the bar should 
actually be higher where it uh, um, is, is uh, going to be uh, in the near future. Uh, uh, another thing uh, where, which is sort of probably potentially, hopefully, uh, closer to today uh, is um, uh, the SBTI uh, guidance, uh, which is um, not there. They have told uh, their you know, companies that have signed up to SBTI or Science-Based Targets Initiative, um, you know, the requirement to reduce uh, emissions. Exactly like I said, first and foremost priority, that should definitely happen first. However, uh, they have also launched uh, this concept called net zero. And built into that uh, is that the residual emissions, whatever is remaining after the um, emission reductions, has to be uh, removed or neutralized using carbon removals. Now, the challenge is that uh, they haven't given proper guidance on when to start building that capacity for removals. Um, and uh, as it is now, um, you know, when 2049 comes and everybody uh, starts to, have, you know, buy carbon removals, there's none available because we haven't built the capacity because building even the first 100 megatons uh, requires um, tremendous investment, not to mention the first gigaton or, or so forth. So we need to, in order to be able to invest into this, uh, the buyers, the future buyers and the current buyers need to send a demand signal that makes uh, these projects bankable, uh, which means that they can raise the funding necessary for them to uh, be able to build the first and second uh, sort of uh, level uh, facilities. On the kind of regulatory side, which will be, having significant impact on the market, but that's probably very logical at this point of the market development. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we've gotten fairly far uh, with uh, the sort of uh, self-initiated, self-motivated, sort of very highly principled uh, buyers uh, who have, um, you know, shown the way, um, the Mm -hmm. likes of uh, Microsoft and Spotify and, sorry, Shopify and uh, uh, Stripe. Uh, that were the, among the first ones uh, to to be active. Uh, Swiss Re, for example, uh, has has been uh, there proactively also for a long time. But um, and now now yes, uh, now it's no longer five. Uh, it's probably two hundred companies that are making uh, slightly um, larger purchases, but two hundred is still ridiculously small. Um, number of companies that you know uh, we we need to have. Uh, much broader, um, you know, groups of, of uh, corporations uh, um, becoming active, not just talking, but put their, putting their money where their mouth is. Mm. Good. Uh, I think that's a good point to wrap up, Antti. Thanks for joining us today for this discussion and good luck uh, with our Puro because efforts like these are needed. Well, thank you, Tarmo. It's uh, uh, always a pleasure to have a chat with you. Have you ever wondered what actually happens in Congress every day? Stay informed on Capitol Hill's daily happenings with a concise, factual summary of the Senate and House of Representatives' activities from the previous session, free from bias, on the Congressional Record Daily Digest podcast. Subscribe on your favorite podcast platform and discover the process from the heart of U.S. politics. The Congressional Record Daily Digest, an Electric Cast production. Electric Cast.
Miles, are you ready to record our promo for Season 2 of the Wanna Bet Podcast? David, have you ever seen a grown man naked? Miles, we're not here to quote lines from Airplane. We're here to tell people that Season 2 starts August 18th. But I like Airplane. I know you do, but Wanna Bet is a sports betting podcast. Each week we bet $1,000 on the NFL teams and games that we love. Well, that sounds like fun. It is fun. And last year you picked over 60% of your games correctly. How'd you do? We're not talking about that. We are telling people that they can find us every Friday. So no more movie quotes. Roger, Roger. Electric acid.